The sicha we're about to learn is based on the Chutesichas Chelik Tesvav, page 381 and on, also relevant as Chelik Yud, page 813, the note on the bottom of the page, and Rishimis Chavers Kofayin Dalid, and also Igeris HaKadosh, Chelik Aleph, pages Ayin Tes and Koflamid Beis. One of the most famous questions associated with Hanukkah is the question of the Beis Yosef and Simon Tafayin Reish. The Beis Yosef asks, why were the days of Hanukkah established as eight days as a commemoration of the Nes, of the miracle that took place with the Pach Hashemen, being that the oil that they found in the Pach had enough oil to light at least one night, the miracle was only for seven days. The Beis Yosef answers as follows, they split up the oil that they found in this jar into eight separate parts. Each night they put into the menorah one of these eight parts. And miraculously lit until the morning. So it comes out that each night there was a miracle because an eighth of the amount of what was normally poured managed to light the entire night. The Besosef says a second answer. After they put the proper amount of oil into each of the candles, they looked at the jar and the jar was still full. So the miracle was recognizable, even on the first night. Alternatively, a different way of looking at this second answer, the Beis Yosef says, On the first night, they put all of the oil into the candles. They lit the entire night. In the morning, they found that the candles were still full of oil. And the same is true. Every single night, they found the candles full of oil. The difference between these two answers is very clear. Because according to the first answer, the miracle wasn't that there was new oil which was found, rather that the oil which they had became more potent. It became stronger, eight times as strong as it normally was, meaning it was a miracle be'echos. The quality of the oil changed. However, according to the latter two answers in the Beis Yosef, which is that there was miraculous oil, whether it came into the jar, whether it came into the candles, the miracle was becamus in the qual- in the quantity of the oil. And we have to understand what is the advantage of each answer, whether saying that it was a qualitative ans- addition, a qualitative change to the oil, or a quantitative change to the oil. For the advantage of the first answer, saying that the change to the oil was qualitative. There's a famous question from the Grach, Rab Chaim Brisker, that seemingly it's impossible to say that they used new oil, which came about miraculously, because in the Torah it specifically instructs that you have to light the menorah with shemen zayis, olive oil. Shemen neis, miracle oil, is not olive oil. Parenthetically, it would be possible to suggest 
that when the Torah says shemen zayis, olive oil, it doesn't mean which type of oil you should use, but rather it's describing how the oil should light. In other words, the Torah wants you to light with oil that has all of the tchunos, the characteristics of olive oil. It has a clear light, it's drawn well into the psila, into the wick, and as long as the oil looks like olive oil, it smells like olive oil, it lights like olive oil, that's all the Torah wants. According to this, you could perhaps bring from the Gemara in Menachis, where it says that chitim, wheat kernels, that were created miraculously, are not allowed to be used for the shtei halechem on Shavuos, because it says in the Pasuk, which means that it has to come specifically from Eretz Yisrael, and it cannot come in a miraculous way. And from the fact that the Torah required a specific Pasuk to require miraculous wheat in our Pasuk, where we don't have such an occlusion, perhaps miraculous oil would be usable for lighting the Menorah. And even though the Torah does specify Shem and Zayis, it's coming only to exclude other oils that don't have the characteristics of olive oil. However, to suggest this, you must say that when the word Shemin is used in the Torah without any specifics, Shemin Stam is Shemin Zayis, olive oil. And if the Torah specifies Zayis, then it's coming to exclude other oils which are not Shemin Zayis. And the truth is we do find Psukim that seem to indicate that the word Shemin doesn't work it doesn't refer specifically to shaman zayis, in which case the word zayis over here is coming to exclude other oils, in which case it's not coming to exclude miraculous oils, in which case the question of Reb Chaim Brisker is answered. Nevertheless, it is possible to suggest that the reason why the Beis Yosef in his first answer wanted that it should specifically be a qualitative miracle and not a quantitative miracle is because it didn't want to suggest that they used miraculous oil to light the menorah, rather that they used physical oil to light the menorah. And therefore this answer teaches that they split the oil into eight parts and that's how they lit the menorah. However, there's a famous question which is asked on this answer as well. Because it says in the Gemara Menachis, Taner Abanon, Me'erev had Baker, the Menachis supposed to light from the evening until the morning, and the Gemara says, Ten la Midasa. You have to put into the Menachis its Midah, its proper amount, enough oil that it should light from evening to morning. And the Chacham said the proper amount of this is Chatsi Lug. Based on this, the first night, they should not have put an eighth of the oil into the menorah, because that's less oil than is necessary according to ten la midasa. That's not the proper amount of oil. They should have put the full amount in order to do the mitzvah properly. Similarly, we see in the Gemara and Zvachim that there's a general rule with regard to regards to kleishers that ain mekadshin elamilein that in order to use them for the aveda you have to put the full amount of that which is necessary for that specific aveda. This then is a very strong question on the first answer of the Beis Yosef that the miracle was a qualitative miracle and they put only an eighth of the amount of oil into the menera. Because of this question. There are some, such as the Taisif Sarash, who suggest that the first night they indeed did put into the full the menorah the full amount. And this way it was ten Lamidasa. However, 
Afterwards, they found that only an eighth of the oil was burned. And the rest of the nights, they no longer had kimidasa, the full amount that was necessary to put in. So therefore, they put in whatever they had. And each night, there was this qualitative miracle that only an eighth of the oil burned. However, this too is not completely satisfactory, because there's the famous tshuva from the Chacham Tzvi that halachically the Yidin could have used Shemen Tome, impure oil, in the time of Hanukkah, because it says in the Gemara and Yuma that Tuma Hutra Betzibur, if there's no choice and the only oil that's available is impure, and that's the only way to do the mitzvah, you're allowed to use the Tome, the impure oil, in order to fulfill the mitzvah in such a way. The Chacham Tzvi says that nevertheless there was a miracle that they should have pure oil in order to demonstrate Hashem's love for the Yidin. Hashem wanted that they should fulfill the mitzvah in the most beautiful way and in the most perfect way. However, according to what we just finished saying, the opposite emerges. As a result of the miracle, the Yidin were held back from ten la midasa on the subsequent nights of Hanukkah, that although the miracle allowed them to fulfill with pure oil, however, they weren't able to do it in the most perfect way, meaning ten la midasa. In summary, we have in the Beis Yosef two answers. The first answer is that the nace, the miracle was in the quality of the oil. However, this answer is difficult because then the oil wasn't put in in a way of ten lamidasa. And the second answer of the Beis Yosef is that the nace was bekamus, in the quantity of the oil. But this too is difficult because that means that there was shemen nace, miraculous oil, which was used instead of shemen zayis. There is therefore room to suggest a third and new explanation of the way that the miracle took place, which would resolve both of these questions. To suggest this, we first will take a look at the model of the sneh, the burning bush which Meshe Rabbeinu encountered. It says in the Pasuk that the Sneh was on fire. However, despite the fact that it was on fire, it wasn't being consumed. The Medrash says that there was an Eish Shalmaila, a fire which came from above, that it burns, but it doesn't consume. Over here, too, the miracle was in a way that the fire perhaps was burning the oil, but wasn't consuming the oil. There wasn't any change in the oil itself, not in a quantitative way, not in a qualitative way, not in its kamus, not in its eichus. But this itself is still insufficient because the Pasuk specifies that the oil used for the menorah has to be shemen lamar. The fire has to come from the oil the oil has to be the source of the light. And if it's just burning of its, on its own and the oil isn't feeding the fire, then they weren't fulfilling the mitzvah at all. To explain this, you have to take a look at an amazing and often quoted tshuva of the Rajba. The Rajba brings the opinion of the Chaykrim that there are things that are nimnois, impossible, b'chayka b'ayrit Hashem himself. There are things that are impossible in their very definition, and therefore, even Hashem himself, so to speak, cannot do them. By way of example, it brings two paradoxical things that occur simultaneously. For example, 
that there should be a person who is riding on a donkey and at the very same time not riding on a donkey is impossible even miraculously because there are two things which contradict each other. One of them must be false and not reflect true reality. The Rajma himself, however, argues on this and he says that this that something is impossible is only because that itself is Hashem's Ratzin, that it should be impossible. But for Hashem himself, nothing is impossible. Hashem is not lim- limited, he is nimna, even from things which are impossible from nimnois. Nimna ha-nimnois. And even though this is something that we can in no way begin to grasp, that something should exist and not exist simultaneously, that's only because of the limitations of our grasp, of our ability to understand. If we were to take, for example, a two-dimensional creature whose entire existence is two-dimensional, it can't perceive the concept of something three-dimensional. Now, if it were to reach a curb, an edge, then that is the end of its world. It's the end of its its reality. And if it saw a three-dimensional creature approach this curb and then lift itself up over the curb, what it sees is that this three-dimensional creature completely disappeared and it's something which doesn't make any sense whatsoever that there's this idea of a third dimension in which it's able to lift itself over, over it. It's the same with our grasp of that which can happen and cannot happen. This we find also in the Gemara and Yuma. It says over there that Makim Ha'arin Einai Minamida, the place of the Arin cannot be measured. Rashi over there explains that the Arin were taught had ten Amis of space in every direction when it was found in the Beis Sakapiris. And this is despite the fact that the entire space the entire room only had 20 by 20 amis. So we must conclude that the urn itself didn't take up any space. Now you can't suggest that this was entirely miraculous and there was no actual space over there because both the urn and the Beis Hamikdash had to be built to a very specific dimension. So you must say that it did have, did have dimensions, but despite the fact that it had physical dimensions, it didn't take up any space. And this is exactly this concept of nimna hanimnois. According to this, we can say that the same thing happened by the miracle of Hanukkah. Certainly the oil was burning inside of the menorah, and it was Shem and Lama'ar, the oil was fueling the fire, but despite the fact that it was fueling the fire, not even one drop got consumed. And even though this is impossible and doesn't make any sense, the miracle that happened on the night of Hanukkah was a miracle of Nimna Hanimnois.